It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Studio Boomer Sizing, Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fans. Simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Wednesday morning. Boomer out again for this Super Bowl's greatest commercial shoot. He will be back tomorrow, and then we all leave for Phoenix over the weekend to broadcast live from the site of Super Bowl. 57. Some interesting stuff happening last night. Of course, Jerry in for Boomer. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? What is up, G? How are you? I'm doing okay. Two things I did not expect this morning when I woke up and got out of bed. One, that it was going to be snowing the entire drive-in because I didn't see that anywhere. Yeah. On a weather report, I saw a chance, a 20% chance of flurries. It snowed the whole goddamn trip in. And the second thing I didn't expect was that Al Dukes would open up the warm-up show saying, I don't know what a triple double is. <laughs> me too. To be honest with you, me too. Yeah. I mean, of all the names and the stuff that we laugh at, and he, I'm not expecting him to keep up with some of the players in the NBA, the NHL, even in uh, the NFL, and it's a funny thing. To not know what a triple-double was, that actually caught me off guard. Having done this for how many years now? 13, 14, 15? Uh, 16. 16. 16 yeah. Yeah. You've never actually understood the term triple-double. Yeah, I heard it all the time. And I was going to Google it, and then I said, you know what? I'll be honest with CeeLo. I'd just have him experience it. <laughs> And no offense to CeeLo, I wanted you in that chair so badly this morning <laughs> to, to roast him. And like, like even CeeLo said himself, he's like, this is not a good day for me to be here. Jerry funny. should be destroying That's you funny. about this triple-double. Is Onions basketball? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. That's another one that you found out along the way. Uh, so, yeah, he was talking about the triple-double and LeBron James last night. Annoying Knicks loss that we will get to. Yeah. A little bit later. And Sean Payton is the Broncos head coach. But, of course, we've got another Aaron Rodgers update. Because he's on with Pat McAfee yesterday. And it's something that I think might be getting a little overblown. And it's on the back pages of the Post. And I've not seen the back page of any other uh, papers this morning. But it's on the back page of the Post is the love for Nathaniel Hackett. And how much he loved this guy. And the reason why I think it's overblown is we already knew that. I mean, the Jets knew it when they hired him. The Broncos knew it when they hired him. Everybody knew it when he was in Green Bay and talked about him leaving and that being a problem for Aaron Rodgers. So him spouting off and talking about Nathaniel Hackett in these great terms doesn't make me think that he wants to be a Jet today more than I did yesterday before I heard that. Made me think more of it today. Why? Here's why. Number one, I knew he liked Nathaniel Hackett. Two, I will tell you, listening to him gush over him and how he makes the game fun and how much respect he has for him. I was in my car like, because I was listening to it on the way and like, wow, I mean, he's really going overboard here with Nathaniel Hackett. And three, last year, we didn't hear that the Packers preferred to move on from Aaron Rodgers. So to me, you add it all up. Get him here. <laughs> Makes a ton of it sense. does. It really does. And, you know, there are other places he can go. I understand that if, in fact, he does come back to play and if, in fact, they do trade him. But to me, if I've got to handicap it, I don't know how I would put the Jets at the top of the list. 
Well, of course, if he is going to get traded, the Jets are at the top of the list. But I just, once again, don't know if he wants to play. Don't know if the compensation is going to be right. Don't know if the Packers really want to move on and then get to the point where there's cold feet and say, that are we really going to? This guy won two MVPs in a row, then didn't have a good year because he broke his thumb, and then he's going to come back healthy next year. Are we really going to do this? I think they are. I do. And I, the reason I say that is they're not going to go out and break the bank on free agents to appease him and make him happy. The yeah. team is what the team is. I'm sure they'll tweak it. But I don't think there's going to be this this major spending spree in Green Bay. Not Again, I'm not out there. I don't know that. My guess is they're not because they don't do that. So he's probably had enough. Two, you've got Jordan Love. At some point, they need to know what the hell they have in the kid. And three, Aaron Rodgers is 39. They're, they're probably thinking if we're not going to go out and get him the pieces he wants... How much more are we talking about? Time to move on. Jerry, they knew he was going to be 39 this year when they signed him to the extension last year. They're knowing they could trade him. But it's not, but to admittedly go away, we're going to have at the very least a $30 million dead cap hit and we're not having Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback? Yeah, with a quarterback that's making no money though. Yeah. So you can absorb it and if you average it out, it's really the same thing. But the, what, what has changed though from, and, and there might be a legitimate answer to this. What has changed from last year where them saying we're making this commitment now to this year? Because him getting hurt and not making the playoffs, and they had a run as he got healthier and then got beat by the Lions, of course, Sunday night football. But they had a run, and everybody's talking about, watch out, Aaron Rodgers gets in the playoffs, who the hell knows? And it was playing at a high level towards the end of the season. You know, what changed this season where they want to get rid of him? Here's a guess. It's nothing more than an educated guess. The realization that you can't win these things, meaning Super Bowls and championships, with just one big quarterback. Like, you need an entire team. Maybe they look around and say, we got to start over. We need to build it better. Um, we need to get younger. I don't know. Again, at 39, could he play till he's 45 like Brady? Sure. He doesn't seem to have the... Drive's not the right word. Brady, I've, I feel like Brady's going to have to get injured to finally actually retire, especially now with what's going on in his personal life. I, I don't see him quitting anytime soon. Whereas Rodgers, he hems and haws and he thinks about life outside. of Even listening to him yesterday with McAfee, he couldn't wait to get out to Pebble Beach. And why wouldn't you, of course? Of course, yeah. He's like, this is cool. Like I've been in the playoffs every year. I've missed this for several years. It's pretty awesome out here. Like I forget about this part of my life. I don't ever really hear that from Brady, do you? No, Brady is all about football. And and Tom Brady is going to have a tough time when he does retire I agree. with what he's going to do. And I think that's why he was quick to jump to the Fox thing, to fill that void, knowing I can at least be around the game once I retire. Aaron Rodgers, I really do believe that there might be some things that he misses, like the relationships in the locker room that retired players always talk about. But there's going to be a lot of things he never thinks about again. I agree. And he did say in that interview, I have to ask myself, did you like practice? Mm -hmm. Did you like the meetings? Did you like the journey? All of those things that he does think about. And Tom Brady 100% loves those things. And when training camp rolls around for Tom Brady the first time and he's not there, he's probably going to be in the fetal position in the corner of his <laughs> living room shaking. <laughs> like an addict. You're yeah. right. You're right. So, yeah, well, there, there is a large difference between the two. But that also plays to the point of where I think there's a better chance that Green Bay smashes themselves in the face and goes, do we really want to do this? Or Aaron Rodgers says, I've had it, as opposed to him going and playing somewhere else. Now, 
don't get me wrong, I want this desperately for multiple reasons. One, my favorite team plays in the NFC North, and I want him the hell out of there for once. And also, having him with the Jets, I think, puts them right in that conversation to be able to compete, yes, for an AFC championship. And it would be amazing to follow that. Um, I just just have a tough time uh, seeing him just playing here and wanting to be here regardless of Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, But we'll come full circle now. So you sit there and say, and he did, in the beginning of that interview yesterday, he is talking about, do I want to go through the grind? Do I want to go to the meetings? Do I want to be there at practice again? And do I, it's a long season, the off season, the summer. And then you come back to when he talked about Hackett, that he was the one guy, not one, one of the few guys that made it fun. Yeah. That made the grind fun, that he enjoyed going to work and seeing him and working with him. That's why, to me, I don't want to say eye-opening, but I was like, wow, this is a little more than I anticipated. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point because he talked about, yes, the the journey and does he want to do that and said that he's one of the few guys that made everything fun for him. So, yes, I mean, that that does make sense. The other thing he also said was, you know, the Packers were having conversations and not including me. And that's interesting. Yeah. So, well, and that was how the, that was how the interview started. Essentially, like you know, there's a lot of banter going on. Have you? I think they said, "Have you gone back? Have you spoken to Goons?" Yeah. And he goes, "No." Ironically enough, there's a lot of conversation though. Had being uh, talked about without me. Yeah, yeah and that's got to annoy him. So I'm I wonder, sure. does it annoy him just because he feels like he's earned the right to be in every one of those conversations, or does it annoy him because everybody's linking him to the Jets and he would never go to the Jets, and why are you talking to me or talking about me going to the Jets when I've not given you the blessing to do that? I think there's a lot going on there. I think he's probably annoyed with the Packers. There's probably part of him that wants to get away from the Packers. There's part of him that wants to retire and just go do whatever and be Aaron Rodgers, and then there's another part of him that would like to go start somewhere else. I really do, and I... I I, it just makes, I know to you it doesn't, to me it does. It makes sense here. Well, it makes sense from the Jets' perspective, and it makes sense from a pure football perspective. But we're not dealing with a normal football player. And that's where I think that X factor comes in. And I do think that if he either retires or says that I don't want to finish my career somewhere else or takes another opportunity maybe in Vegas or something that's closer to where he's comfortable with on the West Coast, we're going to say we should have known all along that he was going to do something like that. You know, because we're, we're, we're putting it through our normal football processing system. And then, yes, it's spitting out Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. But there's all these X factors with him. And I can't figure, as you said it yesterday, he can't figure himself out. Yeah. How are we supposed to be able to project that? Now, if he does end up saying, I want to play with the Jets, then I, then I think that he will be 100% committed. Because Boomer has brought that up. Will he buy in? Will he be the guy that needs to be the leader and all these things to help a team like the Jets finally turn it around? And if he decides, I'm finishing my career somewhere else and I'm taking this leap, 100% he will be in. Because he knows all eyes are on him. He hates when people talk about him negatively and if he just showed up here and put his feet up and mailed it in he would get absolutely crushed and there's no way a guy at that caliber of quarterback would not be he might be re-energized too i agree especially at this part of his career and with something to not prove but to be able to go do something that hasn't been done in so long and in a lot of cases people look at the jets as a joke organization he could come here and win Man, I mean, his legacy is what it is already. It goes, you know, to the nth degree with that. I'll tell you another thing from listening to that interview yesterday with uh, with McAfee uh, on the show. You always talk about the Raiders with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, if Rich Passaccia was the head coach of the Raiders, 
That's where he'd end up. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was he's advocating for him oh to be a head gosh. coach. As yeah. much as he gushed about Paul Hackett, he was gushing about the leadership and the coaching style of Rich Bisaccia. Um, not that he was talking about the Raiders, but I, McAfee had asked him about, you know, just uh, other coaches and what the Colts should do and things of that nature. And he went right to Bisaccia and the kind of coach he is and the way he leads men. Um, he's a respect now, I'll be your friend later type of guy, which he likes. That did had me think, hmm, is Salah that way? Don't know. On the outside, we see he's kind of goofy and fun. I don't know what he's like on the inside. But I will tell you, if Bisaccia was there and it wasn't Josh McDaniel, I could see him in I could see him in Vegas. Well, and Bisaccia's with the Green Bay Packers right now. No, no, I know. So like it's one of those things where you think, like, okay, if he's saying so much that he loves Bisaccia and he's talking about how he loves guys like David Bakhtiari and Randall Cobb and, and uh Alan Lazard mm-hmm. and Mason Crosby and Mercedes Lewis and all these guys. So that I think is something that that should be looked into more too. And that might be a sign, by Maybe. the way, if the Packers are really moving on from Aaron Rodgers. If you see them like decide to move on from, if Randall Cobb's like, I'll come back for a million bucks, and they say no. If Mercedes Lewis retires and he's 39 years old at this point. If Alan Lazard, who I believe is a free agent, signs elsewhere, or the Packers don't bring him back. All these guys that Aaron Rodgers loves, if you start to see them scatter and that will give you a little bit of insight into what the Packers are thinking and what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Yeah, and part of that conversation came from the whole Maggie and Perloff thing with uh, with Dobbs and, you know, saying he never did anything with them. I thought his answer was great. It was essentially, they're kids. I'm an adult. We don't have the same interests. And he's talking about video games. And then I thought, you know what? It's the same around here. If I'm going to go out, not that we ever do this, but if I was going to go out with someone around here, I'd call you or Al or Eddie I wouldn't be calling Paul Rosenberg. Yeah. I love the kid, but he's, you know, 15 years younger than I am. It's different. Like, I get that. It makes sense, actually. No, it does. And he also said he's 100% at the team dinners right. and 100% at those things. There's just other guys that, I mean, there's also 53 guys on a roster. That's true. Like, you know, I mean, you can't be best friends with everybody. So I did think his answer was good with that as well. And it's true. I mean, when I, when I moved into Sayville, it was a lot of guys who were like in their 50s, late 40s, 50s, mid 50s. And like, I got along better with them at 40 years old than I do with guys sure. who were 30 years old and younger. Right. Because you feel like you, I don't know, that gap to me now, like 40 to it's 50. It's gotten big. But, but 40 to 50 to me now is way closer than 40 to 30. No, but that's what I'm saying. Mentality wise. The younger kids to our age yeah. are starting to get wider. Sure. And sure. the difference in what we do. It's different. It just is. Yeah. You know, and he's talking about Dobbs, who's 22 years old. He's 39. I get it. Makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. There is a little bit of that that's going on. I tell you what, you want to talk about a good future bet, as I'm seeing on TV. Right now, the Jets at plus 4,000. You get that. If Aaron Rodgers comes here, that number goes way down. No, I know it does. That's I mean, tempting. That- it, it is tempting, but you know how much of a donkey you're going to feel like when Zach Wilson trots out there week one with your if plus 4,000? Zach Wilson is not trotting out there week one. I'm oh, sorry. Man. That's not happening. Oh, it might. Not happening. It no, it's might. not. The it's little not. musical chairs and quarterbacks. Can, you cannot sell that to the Jet fan. You cannot sell that to the Jet fan. The Jet fan will be furious. <laughs> if you're good now, if you told the Jet fan you're going to get a veteran quarterback for the next few years and maybe Zach Wilson's the quarterback in 2025, I think they can handle that. 
You tell them Zach yeah. Wilson is the opening day starter? No way. All right, how about this then? All right, week one, first look at the Jets' offense. Here comes Andy Dalton. No, God, no. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. Stop. No, no, stop. The Red Rocket. No. He's out there. You can see the T-shirts now. It's going to be Rodgers or Carr. That's who it's going to be. And if it's not, where are you going? It's going to be Rodgers or it's going to be Carr. Okay. I'll, I will take your opinion seriously. You've projected things into the future better than I have this past year, especially with your picks. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that if Rodgers retires and Derek Carr goes to Frank Reich in Carolina, right, right. then what? Yeah, I don't have a plan C. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady. It's like a, it's like a, a whiteboard that you put up there, you know, Tom Brady. It's like the whiteboard. You know, you put this as the best case scenario. Yeah. This is the, the worst case scenario. Could you imagine? And then you go all the way down to CMB. And then- <laughs> That's terrible. Could you imagine if Zach Wilson starting week one? No way. Yeah. They got to figure something out. Come on. <sighs> well, you're right. It's not going to be Zach Wilson, but it's good. there's a chance that it's a veteran that you want no part of. It's a chance that it's Andy Dalton. It's a chance that it's Baker Mayfield. It's yeah, I don't want that either. Uh, I'm a, not a Jet fan, but Baker Mayfield doesn't excite me either. No, no, absolutely not. It'll be an upgrade. I like his personality. His commercials are great. Yeah, but his production has never been aside from that one win in Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Yeah, he's I just, know. I don't know. Without a coach, too. By he the way, he's very average. No, I, I agree. I mean, he's not going to come here and save the day. Boomer initially brought up Baker Mayfield because he likes his personality, thought it would fit with the Jets, but I think he's backed off of that now. Because if you really think about it, I mean, you need somebody to save this team at that position. Yes, his and, name is Aaron Rodgers. And Brett Favre almost did it. He almost did. And and then he ended up doing it for my team the next year and then screwing us in the championship game. But he had an amazing year that year. One so, of his best. Like, sometimes you need that that cataclysmic event at that position. And we know it's not going to come through the draft with the Jets because it uh, never has. They've screwed that up a few times. So this this is the thing that needs to happen. Mm-hmm.